John, before we get out of here, a couple big news items, I think, since you and I last sat down. Um, the biggest one, literally, being the contract that Russell Wilson just signed, a contract extension with the Broncos, five-year extension that's going to pay him $245 million if he makes it through all five years. But $165 million is the important number. That's the guaranteed amount. So, John, we've got our latest franchise quarterback contract, which at least in terms of years and overall money lands in the same world as Deshaun Watson. Of course, the guarantees are far below Deshaun Watson because he got everything guaranteed. But how do you think this Russell Wilson contract affects Lamar Jackson? And what were your thoughts when you initially saw this news? First of all, um, Lamar Jackson, people talk about he needs an agent. He has advisors. Laramie Tunsil, everybody said, acted as his own agent. No, he just didn't have an agent. He had advisors that he paid by the hour, which is what Lamar Jackson's doing. And if Jackson insists on getting a fully guaranteed contract like Watson, then he'll be playing out the last year. Then he'll be playing under the franchise tag and the franchise tag is second year. Nobody does it a third year. It's too expensive. But uh, the only reason you do that is ego. Do you think that uh, Russell Wilson's not going to be able to get by with that paltry guarantee or Kyler Murray, same thing, 107 million guaranteed. And uh, I think don't let your ego be part of it. You know, if you get 150 million guaranteed or 175, you're taken care of for life. And the worst thing could happen, Lamar Jackson, of course, is get hurt again, like he did last year. And he is vulnerable to getting hurt because of his rambunctious style of play. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that they're going to get this done because the Ravens don't have contract problems and they want to get it done. But he's got to come off full of guarantee because as the Cardinals and the Broncos have proved, Watson's contract was an outlier. Yeah. Uh, John, we're probably a year away from the AFC West having four Ooh. quarterbacks, Ooh. having four quarterbacks that are all making over $40 million a year. I, I think D Derek Carr signed a, compared to these guys, signed a mini extension. It was like three years, 120 something million, but that's still 40 million a year. Um, Pat Mahomes has a contract that will always be one of the richest contracts for a quarterback as long as he's in Kansas City. And we just talked about Russell Wilson. Justin Herbert might get more money than all these guys next off. That's right. He and Joe Burrow. Yep. They're going to be up. And what and they're their agents are watching him. Whatever these guys get, they're going to look like good deals after Herbert <laughs> and Burrow sign their extensions yeah the money is the money's just bananas john uh one other story i want to hit with you before we get out about a quarterback whose income's going the other way boy how jimmy garoppolo is only going to survive on six and a half million guaranteed this year um pray for jimmy garoppolo it's very expensive to live in the bay area so i feel for him but at any rate his uh in in what i can only describe as just an astounding swerve uh the 49ers and jimmy garoppolo at least for now are making nice and bringing him back on a reasonable deal, I think, to be the backup for Trey Lance. John, how much of how much of this move by the 49ers to bring Garoppolo back at a reduced rate when they've been trying to trade him the entire offseason, how much of this do you think had to do with something maybe the Texans might even have been involved in, which is Trey Lance not looking so hot in the preseason here? 
Well, one reason they didn't play him more. They should have played him more. Davis yeah. Mills, second-year quarterback, he played extensively, and he got better. Lance did not. I think it had everything to do with that. If Lance looked really good and they were confident in him, then they would not have signed that new contract with Garoppolo. It's a good deal for Garoppolo because if he'd have been cut, he wouldn't have got that much money to go anywhere. Nobody trade for him because he had surgery on his right shoulder. Nobody's seen him throw the ball. So now he can't get tagged. He can't get traded. So if he doesn't play this year and, and Lance plays 17 games, and I think the chances of that are minuscule, but if he doesn't, then he's going to be a healthy veteran with not a lot of wear and tear on his wheels. And uh, he can sign as an unrestricted free agent. Or if he gets to play a few times and he plays well and they win, he's got a chance to cash in like he did on his extension with the 49ers. I'm guessing, Sean, that Kyle Shanahan doesn't think that Trey Lance is the kind going to be looking over his shoulder and worried about playing bad Garoppolo playing. Lance said publicly he's glad Garoppolo's back because he helped him so much last year. But it's not good for a team that was in the NFC championship game and is trying to go to the Super Bowl right. to have that quarterback issue going into the season. Yeah, John, I, you know, I agree with everything you said. I do think one of the byproducts of this deal, and I don't know if it was the driving motivator for the 49ers. I think the motivation, I'm with you. I think the motivation was, poof, we may need Garoppolo to stay here in case this is the Trey Lance that we're getting this year. But let's pretend that Trey Lance straightens things out enough to where the Niners are comfortable with him. Some team loses, some good team loses their starting quarterback, maybe a team that runs the same system that the 49ers do. Um because there's plenty of teams running that system these days. They lose their starting quarterback. That Garoppolo contract just got a whole lot easier to trade. I know Garoppolo's got a no-trade clause, but as long as it's somewhere Garoppolo looks at and says, yeah, I want to go there, I could win a Super Bowl there. You know, like Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the second week, let's say. And Green Bay is a team that's positioning itself to try to win a Super Bowl every year. They run that same system that, you know, LaFleur runs that Shanahan system. You know, I could see something like that where if a, if a team that has Super Bowl aspirations has their quarterback get hurt, um, all, that contract as it's structured now is way easier to fit under the cap than Garoppolo's old contract was. It's almost like the Niners, if a trade does end up happening, it's almost like the Niners already took care of the negotiating off of the $24 million original figure for Garoppolo. It's like they took care of it for the team that would be trading for him already. And that's why Donald Yee, his agent, who's also Brady's agent, did a tremendous job yeah. in getting Garoppolo to agree to all this because it sets him up. And, you know, guys like Russell Wilson says he wants to play into his 40s like Brady. And when his two years are up on his original contract, then he has his five, five-year five deal. He'll still be 39 when that one's up, so it might not be his last deal. And Garoppolo's just hitting the prime. Now, the key is I've never thought Jimmy G was anything special at all. It's like people talking about all those erroneous reports, Texans want him and they never did. Yeah, It's because he's not special. Yep. And Mills may not be special, but at least Mills had an upside. But it's a great deal for Garoppolo one more season, and there are worse places to be, but they got a Super Bowl contender living in the Bay Area and a chance to go a lot of places after the season. Yep, no doubt. It all worked out for sure. All right, we are done. This all worked out for us. We are happy to get you guys another episode before the long weekend. John and I will be starting up next week doing three episodes a week because the regular season is here. We'll be able to 
Uh, look ahead to week one against the Colts. Got plenty of preview of the NFL season as a whole that we're going to do next week. I may even start mixing in some of my uh, best bets at the end of a pot at the end of the podcast here, a pick or two for the weekend. So we got a lot of stuff that we've started doing on here and hopefully you guys are enjoying all of it. John, I always enjoy doing this with you and uh, look forward to chopping it up a few more times next week. I, I think best bets are good ideas. So give me a score on Notre Dame and Ohio State. I think it's going to stay inside the number, John. I think it's going to, the number is 17 right now. I think Notre Dame's going to be able to run the football a little bit and slow it down. I'll give you the number. I'm going to say Ohio State 31, Notre Dame 23. How's that? Well, that'd, that'd be a good game. A lot of yeah. people think it's going to be lopsided. I'm really eager to see the Irish's new coach, defensive coordinator, and I'm really fired up to see the Ohio State offense led by quarterback C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I'm more fired up to see the Ohio State offense in week two and beyond <laughs> than, I am, than I am this week. Uh, but I got, but I saw Big Heine at the, uh, the Texan season premiere. And I, I talked to him for a little bit. First of all, he had a Notre Dame play like a champion today liner inside of his coat. I knew you were hoping it said Big Heine on it. It said play like a champion today, John. It didn't say Big Heine. I don't even know if he knows that we call him that. So I, I don't even know if he would like being called that. But that's who he is. He's Big Heine on this podcast. But I asked him, I said, what do you think about that Ohio State game? And he said, nah. he said, if they can keep it close, he'll be happy about that. So He's that's big. Kinda- He's big irony in every weekly radio show I do all over the country and on sports radio 610. And when I tweet, he's always going to be big irony. And when I start to write really soon, two different jobs and it's announced, he will be big irony in my columns as well. Well, we may, and we may have that announcement coming soon on the podcast, John, all these other projects you're going to be involved in. So we'll, We'll, we'll brace ourselves for that. The, uh, the the man who works more in retirement than any person I've ever seen. I know just the Chronicle you retired from, John, but it feels like you've got more jobs than ever these days. You better trademark Big Heine because it's going to be big. BigHeine.com, BigHeine.net. I got to go squat on all the Big Heines out there is what I got. I'm Big Heine coming to you from Raising Cane. <laughs> that's right. That's right. A mi- big Heine, a minute for my friends. That's exactly right. That's a Big Heine doing the live reads. 